This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. You're listening to the Paranormal Pursuit, hosted by Bobsy from 99.7 The Mix and Larry Wilson from the Urban Paranormal Investigation. You're not alone. We're not alone. The Paranormal Pursuit will keep you company. Woohoo! Season two. Ready to go. We are back. Hello, my name is Bonzi. I got Larry Wilson here with me from the Urban Paranormal Investigation Team. I miss your face, bud. Yeah, hey, I mean, hey, it's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Great season number one. It's available right now on our website, 997themix.com or the mobile app. You just download that, 997themix. Soon to come to Spotify. Someday. Yep. Someday it'll be available. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> it'll be up there someday. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, until then, guys, we appreciate you uh, listening and following us on Facebook. You can also uh, follow us on, uh, I think we have a Twitter. I don't know if we, we set up a Twitter or not, but I think Facebook, we do have, definitely have a Facebook page. People were actually following the Facebook page and commenting and watching some of the videos, uh, you know, while we were taking a break, you know, between season one now and season two, Larry. Yeah. So that was really cool. And I'm sure you got a lot of feedback from people that you uh, chit chat to in your community. All, all the time. People are just wondering when we're coming back. <laughs> nice. So we are back. And again, uh, we uh, want to thank you for if you listen to any of the season one, it's available in its entirety right now. I'm going to put it up actually on YouTube. I'm going to load those on YouTube so you can listen to them in a row back to back to back to back to back. Um, because a lot of people were sometimes having problems clicking the link, uh, you know, on Facebook or whatever. But we're gonna make it really easy for you to get the full uh, season one in its entirety. Okay, and that was a lot of fun. That was all Larry Wilson's introduction, basically his his first investigations that he did. We took you through all of Larry Wilson's paranormal investigation life. Uh, didn't really talk about any of our investigations with much detail. Right. I mean, we, we, yeah. we did, you know, sometimes I would chime in on some of the places that you've been to a couple of times and that I've been to, like Will Hill, right. like the one we're going to talk about today. Um, did I forget to shut my email down? Well, of course I did. <laughs> of course. Wouldn't be uh, episode one without <laughs> a hiccup there. Well, let me close that down. So, um, but we did chime in a little bit. You know, I would talk about some of the places that we had gone to together, like uh, Will Hill, like we're going to talk about today. Velisca, Sally House, we yeah. chimed in, but we, we we never really, really got into it full-blown, right, all right? So right. Uh, season two is going to be all about the 99.7 The Mix investigations with Larry Wilson, the people uh, you know from here at the radio station, like Taylor, Sarah, uh, a lot of our interns that have gone on investigations. I can't wait to get to the Granite City one uh, next week, you know, for episode yeah. two, because those interns, man. You know, and the coolest thing about all of this is, you know, uh, doing – what I've done now for 22 years, um, you get you talk to a lot of people, even family, especially family, you know, that have never experienced anything like this, and you can't blame them. They're doubters, right? You know, they skeptic. think that's total this, skeptic. This stuff's not real, right? And one of the coolest things we've seen is how when you bring interns along, yeah, most of the time they don't expect anything to no. happen, no. and then all of a sudden when <laughs> something breaks loose, it's it's oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. you know. We've had some uh, some 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 just kind of like oh wow moments, yeah. To some oh bleep moments, yeah. To some oh I don't ever want to go on a investigation again. You right. know, it's 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 been across the board. But you're right. Every single intern or guest that we have taken with us, yeah. something's happened, or they've heard something, or they or or there's been something that they can't explain. And that's the the thing that we want to talk about here, especially with Will Hill. Right. A lot of stuff you just cannot explain. 
And some of the stuff has has it's been personalized. Yeah, the activity that takes place has yeah. been personalized to members of the group that comes with us. Absolutely. So season uh, number two, guys, uh, we're gonna have how many? One, two, three, four, five. We got what? Thirteen episodes again, right? Yeah, yeah. We want to stick with that lucky number thirteen <laughs> for each season. All right. So um, again, we're, we're gonna walk you through kind of how uh, Larry met us here at the radio station, how the investigation came about the first time. And then we're going to get right into Will Hill and the investigation. We've got lots of EVPs to play. We've also got a couple of picks that we're going to post uh, on our, uh, po- our our website that we're going to talk about here. Uh, the bench, uh, the Puma Pounder, you right. know, that'll be brought up, too, of course, with Sarah, uh, who, who used to work uh, here at the radio station. But why don't you go ahead and get it started, Larry? You know, we go, take us back to 2011 when uh, you and I uh, first hooked up. Yeah, the, the, the first time we met, uh, I had written a book uh, called Chasing Shadows in 2011, and uh, the paranormal group that I had a couple other folks that were, were kind of investigating with me at the time, and uh, they were familiar to the station here, and we were going to do a fundraiser for, for our investigations. So they uh, actually came on the show, and they had mentioned that I had written a book about it, and it was right before, I think a few weeks before Halloween. So you asked them to get in touch with me and, and invited me on the show to tell a, a few stories about some of the places I'd been, you know, some of the things I'd experienced. And uh, I could tell, you know, when I was telling the stories, and it wasn't that you didn't believe me, um, but you're the type of person that, you know, you've got to see it to believe it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how we got started doing this. Um, we had some conversations after I left the station, and, and you said, well, why don't you set up a place um, that we could go? And then we could do our Halloween show this year based on it. So um, I mentioned, you know, Williamsburg Hill and uh, told you some of the things that had happened over there. And you said, man, this sounds like a perfect place to, to go. So that's basically how we uh, we did our first investigation together. Yeah. And I remember, uh, again, when you first came in that first time, great storyteller. You know, uh, I was looking at it from the aspect of, hey, uh, the paranormal world, the paranormal community, uh, the ghost investigations, whatever you want to call them. Uh, they were blowing up at that time. I mean, yeah. you know, all those TV shows, I mean, they were very, very, very popular. And I wanted to get a piece of it. I was like, well, you know what? And people yeah. love and, and, and some of the biggest listened to shows that we've had over the years have been when you've been here doing a Halloween show. And you're just a good storyteller. And um, I, I, I like that aspect of it. I also like the genuineness of, of, of you. And, 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 you know, you got, you kind of, I, I feel, I, I think I'm a good judge of character. And your honesty, and and then the way that you try, you you know, you didn't force people to believe. Yeah, and that's what I like. You never you know, like if if you tell tell a story, and you know someone is kind of like, eh, you just keep you move on. You don't sit there and get into a fight about it or argue about it. Well, it was real. It was real. You don't well, do that. Well, you never convince anyone just by talking. Right. It's, right. Uh, there's an old adage that a lot of paranormal enthusiasts use. It's called seeing is believing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the only way you're you know someone's. I mean, people read stories, right? And some some maybe believe, and some don't, just because of maybe their upbringing. But right. uh, but when you experience it, I mean, right. things that you can't explain, um, there's no doubting. And that's what I wanted. Yeah, and I, and I think I was really hungry for it after you left too. Yeah. and I think Sarah was also really really hungry for it too. Like like and tuna. Well, Taylor, you know, we Taylor. called her tuna. We're going to refer to her to, as tuna Mel a lot. Yeah, because she was an intern at the time. But um, all three of us were kind of like, hey, we want to go see this. You know, we we, we were all kind of doubting it. We were all kind of skeptical. You know, Sarah was probably the biggest skeptic out of the whole bunch. She was. um, Big time. And, you know, we were just like, okay, we're hungry. We want to go on this investigation. We want to see what this is all about. Let's do this. You know, it could be a lot of fun. And so, like you said, you mentioned the location. I said, we're in. Let's go. You plan it. We're doing it. It's done. Uh, So that's really how the investigation came about. Um, 
talk about the trip there a little bit. You know, I I never heard of the place before. I still can't tell you where it's at. I mean, yeah. it's just I know it's called Will Hill, and I know it's like <laughs> what an hour and a half away here from Springfield. Probably, yeah, probably about that. From okay, Springfield. The trip there was fun. We had a, we had a good time in the car ride there. Um, you were telling stories, you know, again, and well, it's late at night as we're driving. What time was it when we were driving out there? Um, it was well. You had a, a family obligation that night, so uh, Sarah Toon and I met you out at uh, the J.C. Penney's parking lot here in Springfield. Oh, that's right. And uh, so you got there about nine o'clock, and I think we got over to Will Hill itself around ten. Okay, uh, we stopped to get snacks on the way there yeah. in, uh, in uh, Tower Hill. And uh, but if you remember, um, even before the investigation, or even before the trip over, um, a few days before we had a conversation, and I told you about something that takes place there uh, with women, and uh, it was going to be an experiment I wanted to do. And I don't know if you want to get into that now or just uh, uh, a little bit. Yeah, I don't remember later. the conversation that beforehand. I remember the conversation as you and I were actually walking into the. It was just you and I. We were, we were getting chairs out. We were unloading things, uh, camera equipment, recorders. I remember Sarah and, and Taylor, a.k.a. Tuna, were, were staying back more by the car, and you and I were, were really doing kind of all the work. Because yeah. Tuna, I guess we can talk about a little bit of the, 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 the road driving up there, but she was already creeped out. Like, she was already terrified because you put on some creepy music, yeah, and we're driving down this road, and, and t- she's almost re- literally in tears before we even got there. Right. So I really remember you telling me about the experiment. I, I you know, and again, well, this is so long ago. When we, when we you might have mentioned it. You mentioned things over and over and over yeah. a lot of times. Well, when we walked into the graveyard, I reiterated what I wanted to do. Yeah, you said, you remember? Know? Yeah, I remember you saying, hey, remember there's a there's a, there's a gravestone here that when we get to it, um, and you didn't tell me even what the gravestone no. was. You just said there's a gravestone here somewhere at this cemetery that when we, we, we stand in front of it or stand by it, I can't remember what you said, but, but you said women get emotional they around this for, for whatever reason. Right. And you only told me that. You didn't tell Sarah or Taylor that at all. Well, and the reason I didn't, we didn't tell Sarah or Taylor was um, that I found out just simply, you know, merely by accident um, because I'd seen women's reactions at that point four or five times where they would break down at this grave. But anytime I told a female ahead of time, uh, they didn't react to it. Right. So it has to be had to be spontaneous and okay. still does. Now remind people again where this Will Hill is located at. Um it's well it's it's located in uh, South Central uh, um, Illinois or South Central Illinois. Um it's about eight miles, a little over eight miles south of uh, Tower Hill. Um you take the main road out of town south out of Tower Hill and the road kind of winds around a little bit. Um you turn left basically about two miles down the road and and uh, follow to hit road 1100 east and 1100 east takes you up this you know ginormous hill um, there's a, a microwave tower at the top of the hill and the hill itself is really unusual because yeah. it's it's basically the highest point in downstate illinois it's like eight, over 800 feet uh-huh. high uh, and through research I've done, I found that it's a it's a mound of limestone basically covered by five feet of topsoil. And as we've discussed before, um, it seems areas that are high in concentrations of limestone have high amounts of paranormal activity right. take place. And we talked about that in season one a little bit we too, did. how it we attracts. Did. And you can look yep. it up and, and, and do your own research and how it, it pulls in the energy, it attracts the energy. It's this very high energetic energy but, or energetic stone. So, but, but when you follow the main road out of Tower Hill, you know, like I said, it, it, it kind of winds around and then uh, uh, turn down road 1100 east. And then when you get to the top of the hill, 
Uh, I mean, Williamsburg Hill is a highly forested area. I mean, it's, it's, it's summertime when all the leaves are on the trees. It's dense and dark out there. Um, but at, at times it feels like, you know, the trees have eyes, like they're watching yeah. you, especially when you go down the road leading to the cemetery. <laughs> yeah. And you, and I remember you also saying, you know, there might be trees laying in the road that we might, you know, you, you and I would might have to get out and move because you've had that happen, I think, before well, you. that's another story. I mean, I, I haven't had it happen, but I've had, in the research I was doing on my book, I had three sets of people tell me the same story that, that didn't know each other because I asked them, you know, do you know this person? Do you know that person? They didn't. But what the story is, they will be at the, at the cemetery, you know, let's say at night, uh, and when everybody pulls down the road, it's a dead-end road, and there's like a little, I guess you would call it cul-de-sac uh, U-turn or whatever mm-hmm. there. It's, all, it's a gravel road. But the majority of people, when they pull in, they turn their car around so it's facing out. And I think part of that is in case you have to get out of there. You, you want to go get, fast. Yeah. Exactly, because you can't <laughs> see to back out of there at all night. Right. But anyhow, the, uh, the story that was told to me uh, was that these folks will be in the cemetery, and they don't hear anything. And they'll get ready to leave, start the car up, and the headlights hit the road, and there'll be a log or a tree across right. the road blocking them in. Right. And I remember when you said that, that's when Taylor, because you had, I forget what song you had on. Did you uh, have Werewolves in it, London? It, or? It, it, no, it was the theme song the to, to uh, Halloween. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I had a CD okay. in. Yeah. So <laughs> you had, we had the CD in. And you're playing uh, that that music, and, and and everything's fine until we make the the turn at the top of the hill and start heading down the road that leads to the cemetery. Right, and I remember Taylor rolling her window down, um, and it was it was kind of creepy because when she rolled her window down and she and she's like, because remember she goes, I need some, I need I need some fresh air because she, she, she was getting really yeah like. She was getting like really like she emotional. Had, she told me to stop the car. Yeah, <laughs> because she was going to get sick. Yeah, and this is a thing right here. Yeah, that you were playing. I remember this now. You're playing this thing. And she's like, "Stop, stop! I can't do it. I can't." And we're like, "Are you kidding me right now? I mean, you got to really knock this off." And, and when you play this song, heading down that dark lane, yeah, you expect somebody's going <laughs> to reach out and grab you. You really do. Yeah, but I remember I didn't really get spooked out or creeped out until she rolled the window down. And then you can hear the outside wilderness noises, you know, that are kind of coming in from the outside. Because as you're driving down, you hear the... And it echoes but in the trees. All, you, all we could hear, though, basically, like you just said, was the crackling of the rocks yeah. on the tires. But right. everything else was quiet. Yeah. That's what's weird out there. Yeah. And it was... I don't I don't remember. It was What was the weather like when we got... Because I, I don't... I just wore a hoodie, I think. Yeah, it was... Uh, you know, it was a partially clear night. It was cool, but not cold. Right. You know, it was uh, actually, right. the, I know the date. It was September 28th of 2012. Okay. So we calmed Taylor down. Yeah, we calmed Taylor she, down. Well, to, as much as we could calm her down. Right. And we drive down that road real slow-like. And well, I, I, yeah, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that first investigation drive into the cemetery. Because I'm, I'm thinking, man, we're really doing this. And, I, you know, you, you prep yourself by the stories that you're told about what the cemetery looks like, how the cemetery is on a hill, you know, and how there's going to be – it's an old cemetery surrounded by woods. Right. And, I, and you've got this mental pincher in your brain. I don't think anything prepares you for what – when you get up to that fence no, and, and look in. And when we were waiting at Penny's, you had wanted me to tell some stories about the hill yeah. you know, to, to Taylor and, uh, and Sarah. Yeah. And I think that's when they really started – it started to hit him. Hey, this we're really going there, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but I was going to bring up that the thing about Williamsburg Hill, um, what separates it, or, or basically Williamsburg Hill and Ridge Cemetery, but what separates it it from other places I've investigated is um, it's the mixed bag of uh, paranormal activity that takes place out there. Um, 
for years, people have reported stories of, you know, like ghostly activity to unexplained lights in the sky, in the graveyard, and in the woods around it, uh, strange sounds, objects actually disappearing. I mean, I, I told a story in our, I think, I forgot which podcast it was, but the Waynesburg Hill podcast we did yeah. uh, about a caretaker who his tractor right. disappeared on him out there. Um, there's reports now, I've talked to eyewitnesses that have seen, you know, black hooded, ghoulish looking figures in the woods. Right. Um, big cats have been seen out there, including black panthers, which makes no sense because, uh, based on research I've done, there's only between 150, 200 black panthers known in the entire world. So why would there be one roaming Williamsburg Hill? That makes sense. But I've talked to, to, you know, salt of the earth type people out there that have seen it. Um, so, but anyhow, there's, there's cattle mutilations back in 1977. So you get the idea. The whole place is just, it's, it's strange out there. It is. It is. And so we get there and you and I get out. We all actually, all four of us get out. And, and again, Taylor and Sarah were, were kind of just, you know, Sarah, Sarah wasn't, I don't think, nowhere near as creeped out as, as Taylor was at but, first, at first. At first. And then, so you had said, okay, hey, let, well, why don't you guys hang out here? Bonzi and I will take some of this stuff in here. And you, and I remember you saying, I've got a good spot that we can set up that I think is kind of, it's not really a scary, creepy, you know, we're walking into a cemetery. Well, but I, think you, I think you remember saying, hey, this is like the best spot for us to set up base well, camp. The reason I said it was the best spot is because um, the majority of activity that I've experienced out there, and even at that time and to this date, you know, the first time I went out there was like 2006. And right. I, I go out there, you know, all the time. But the southeast corner is where most of the activity takes place, so that's why we picked that particular. Oh, area. so I wasn't the safest spot. <laughs> no, no. Larry was no. taking us right into the bees' nest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I think you mentioned Sarah wasn't too scared. She wasn't scared of the ghostly aspect of it at that point. She was more scared. I've told stories about running into you know drug dealers out there <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and wild animals, you know. <laughs> yeah. And that's what was it was basically she was nervous. Well, about. you brought up the Black Panther thing, and yeah. she and she was freaked out, but she wasn't freaked out about that until she walked in. I remember there's that fence, you know, that you walk into. Well, and as soon as you walk into it, boom, it's just a wide open area. But you can I don't care how dark it is. Maybe you've been out there when it's been dark, but you can you feel trapped. I mean, you feel trapped in this cemetery is what you feel like. When you go out there, even in the daytime, um, it's at the end of a dead-end road, surrounded by woods. So you feel isolated. And you are isolated. I mean, so if something would go wrong out there, there's nobody around that's going to She didn't like that. She didn't like feeling trapped. And I remember her saying that over and over and over again. We're we're trapped, guys. I mean, I I remember her keep saying, we're trapped out here. Well, there's one way in, one way out. Right. And so as we walked closer into the middle, as we're walking up the first hill, you were pointing out some different uh, gravestones that were really old. Like, like, man, really, really old. I mean, I forget what the oldest one out there was. I think we found it. It's like 18... 1816 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And she thought that was really cool, but she was really distracted by the noises that she was hearing like out in the wood. She's like, what is that? Like if if something, and she kept getting mad at you. She's like, if we get attacked by some wild animal out here, Larry, she goes, I am going to sue you. (laughs) That's what she was really freaked out about. Yeah. Because you hear every sound in the woods. And that's, that's normal for being out in the middle of nowhere and in the woods. But you hear every nut that drops. You hear every crunch, you know. Right. Um, How soon did she find that stick? It was pretty early, wasn't it? It was, it was early on. Yeah, it was a, just a large stick that had fallen out of a tree. Yeah, was, and actually she found that while we were just – because I think you took us around the entire, like, perimeter yeah. to show us really how big it was. And, and the way I could describe it, it's really not that big. It's, no. You know, it's kind of like the size maybe of a football field, but, but, but scrunched down into a circle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you, you can see um, – 
pretty much all the way straight across until the hill. You, you can't see up over the hill. Yeah. Like, so if I'm on one side and you're on the other side, I wouldn't be able to see you on the other side, but I'd be able to hear you if you said something to me. Right. If, you, uh, if you're standing at the top of the hill and you walk south... Yeah, uh, and go just over the, the ridge. Right, it doesn't look like it's that steep. But right. if you go to the bottom of that ridge, you can't see the top of the hill. No, not you at know. All. And there's tombstones, you know, all around it. So yeah. yeah. So you took us around the perimeter. She found this stick that we called the Puma Pounder because yeah. she just wanted to name this. It's a big giant stick. We're going to put a picture up there. And the reason the stick's important is because she found this inside the cemetery. Yeah. She brought it back with her from the investigation. Never, ever, ever have we had major technical difficulties in this building. I mean, we'll have the, 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 the small stuff where we'll go off air every once in a while. Maybe a song won't play. We have to reset the computer. Uh, never had a major, major problem or issue technically here at this radio station until she brought that stick back. She set it in the corner over there. Yeah. And um, not just did things start happening here on this station, on this studio, but to our Sister station, 104.5 WFMB, sports radio, our 96.7. And one time, it happened where all four, it happened to all four stations. And it was like, what the heck is going on? And it happened to be uh, the day you were here talking about the Halloween stuff. Yeah. Which, so. Well, it was the day we were talking about another investigation yeah, we did crazy. that day. Um, but the Ballisca investigation crazy. and everything went haywire. Yeah. And so, yeah, you, of course, brought up, well, you know, that Puma Stick. Pounder sitting in the corner, like, oh, great. So we set up base camp. Um, you know, just we're, we're really not knowing what to expect. I remember walking the perimeter and then you telling the story about the wooden bench right. that you told in season one. Yeah. And I really wanted to know where that was at. Right. And the, because remember, I didn't believe it. Right. Because I, I told you a story about a, a, a gentleman that investigated with me and he sat on the bench. And uh, when he did, he, I mean, he was there a few minutes, and then all of a sudden he just said, you know, hey, shine your light over here. It feels like somebody's standing behind me. So I did, and I didn't see anything. So I took, you know, seven, eight photos. And in three of the photos, there was a, I know, you know, because I, I reviewed them at the time, and there was a red mist. And I thought, oh, there must have been a piece of lint or something on my camera lens or in front of it that gave that red uh, hue or whatever you want to call it. Because there was nothing red in the woods. And then I noticed in the pictures that some of the red can be seen behind limbs and, and leaves. So that means that whatever red mist was there or whatever it was, wasn't in front of my camera lens. You know, right. it was in the woods behind you. And you also had talked about hearing noises and, you know, being uncomfortable whenever you turn your back to the woods, you'll hear things. You'll even hear people, it sounds like they're throwing stuff at you. Um, it, and again, I, I just, you know, I was like, okay, whatever. I mean, how, how, how scared can you be sitting on a bench with your back turned to the woods? Well, I've been out there in the daytime and, and and I know I've been followed, but there's nobody there. You can you can right. you get that feeling, and you can hear stuff behind you, and, right. and there's nobody there. And I wanted to go right away to the bench. You know, yeah. I, I, as soon as we got there, I'm like, Larry, let, let's go. Let's I want you know, that, show me the bench. That was probably the first thing that we really did out there. You wanted to sit right. on the bench just to see how you felt, right? So there's a picture of 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 the bench uh, that we're going to post too, and you can see me sitting there. I think Sarah took the picture. Man, nice sideburns, boy. Golly, thank goodness those are gone. <laughs> but um, I remember sitting down on the bench, and uh, you guys were probably about a good 15, 20 feet away yeah, from me. Yeah, we're just in you a know? base camp area. Yeah. yeah. And I remember sitting down, and it was perfectly fine, perfectly normal. I wasn't uh, scared. I wasn't spooked. I mean, did you think my uh, the way I was carrying myself, did I seem spooked at all? 
No, I think you were just feeling the area out, you know, and you were saying I was how how cool it was. You pretty know, confident, yeah. Cool meaning how yeah how cool neat the it was out there, was, yeah, right? Yeah. But right after I sat down on that, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget that feeling. It like took my breath away because it felt like someone was running up behind me, like like I was like. I, and I think I forget what I even said. I, I either said nope, yeah. <laughs> and, and I and yeah. I and I jump up because I mean, it wasn't like, maybe thirty seconds. Right. I didn't sit there very long. Yeah. Because I got nope, and I got up, jumped up, and just walked away and said that was weird. And they're yeah. like, what, 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 what? I go, nah, I just just felt like somebody was running right up behind me. <laughs> and there's been times out there in that southeast corner, and uh, there was one night where I had a couple other investigators with me. We heard something charging at us, yeah. thinking it was either, you know, like a, maybe a, a big cat or something, yeah. you know. So we kind of braced ourselves and, and shined our lights in there. And, man, there was nothing nothing there. But you could hear heavy, heavy footsteps and, and actually the rustling of the, of, the, of the grass and the leaves and everything in there. And nothing was there. Right. I didn't uh, hear. I don't think we heard anything. But Not, I, def- I definitely felt something. That night, we didn't hear a thing all night long. Right. You're right. You're right. It was totally quiet, except for on the spirit box. Right. We heard but, something but on I that. I mean, as far as the, the the woods was quiet, right. everything was quiet. There was a little bit of like a breeze that was rustling the right. leaves, but that was it. So we're going to play our first EVP, and um, this is one that I found. Right. On and, and, and I should I should I should we should talk about this. It was our first investigation, and we really had no idea. I, I asked you, would you want me to bring a recording device? You want to bring? So I actually brought a uh, pretty high tech for that time, yeah. back in 2011 or whatever. It was a pretty high tech recording device. Had separate microphone. It's to to project out, and then it had a spot for a mic cord. Okay. And a mic. Remember, I yeah. had the mic attached yeah. to it that yeah. I was holding on to. Just because I wanted to get some directional stuff and have something that we could walk I, I around with. I, I wanted one of those. It was about a $200 mic. Yeah, yeah. Know? So or, I mean, a recorder, rather. I was like, hey, man, I, I want something to have so we can speak into it and do like kind of a radio conversation piece. Well, you were going to use clips of that for the Halloween show. For the show. Halloween show, right. Yeah. And so I, we were talking uh, back and forth. Again, Sarah, Taylor, just kind of not being very comfortable. I think you're going to hear on the clip Sarah saying something about being scared of the woods, and I'm like, would you grow up well, or something, or th- would you stop what, being a baby? This is uh, maybe I can set up a little bit because being an outsider, you know, at that time, um, I just remember from the few times I've been around you guys that you and Sarah had this almost like brother sister type relationship. Right, 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 where right, right, right. Sometimes you would not really argue, but you 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 both are kind of strong willed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, that night, you ask, you know, you you were talking about you know how neat the place was, and ask what county it was in, and they'll hear that in the recording. But anyhow. Um, I think you looked at Sarah because you asked, hey, have you guys you know, seen anything yet? And I think the look on Sarah's face, because she was thinking, I think, about drug dealers and big cats <laughs> and stuff. She was scared. And then you guys had this kind of little, you know, friendly tip. Back and forth. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. So the, I, the only reason, because I, I had no idea what to even start listening to or when you when you first do this you're, and you're listening back to audio, you have no idea what to look for. I mean, I, you know, you've done this a long time, but I just remember being totally confused and like, what, what do I even listen for? What do I listen to? Am I really going to hear anything on this? But I remember you saying, you know, hey, man, why don't you listen to your audio clips back? And I didn't even really know what I was doing. Well, I had I had. Uh four or five recorders myself to go through. And, you know, and right. we didn't have a lot of time between September 28th right. and Halloween. We had about a month, right. basically. Uh, it takes, you know, minute per minute when you record use these recorders. Right. Uh, if you record eight hours, you got to sit there eight hours. And right. Multiply that by multiple recorders. So I said, well, why don't you guys go through what you recorded, you know, and that would help out. Right. And this jumped out at me. 
Like I will never forget when I when I heard this, I immediately I was uh, Sarah was in here, and as soon as I got it, I yelled her name. Sarah, you got to come here now. So we're gonna play the clip, the long version of the clip. You can hear the bickering. You can we'll see if you can hear what I heard for the first time. It was my first piece of of evidence that I that I found, and not without giving anything away. It's it's near the very end. Mm-hmm. Five goes with the Cemetery Ridge recorder. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Again, uh, with the Ridge Cemetery here in uh, uh, what county again is this? This is Shelby, Shelby. Shelby County, and um, it is definitely one of the coolest places I think I've ever been. PVP session number one. I'm going to check the paper quarter. Tuna and I are going to chill out over here. Um, it's very and uh, Sarah's going to take a recorder with her. Larry's going to walk back, get his glasses, and um, maybe get a shot of whiskey or something. I don't know. I'm getting the wine. Have you guys seen anything yet or just keep hearing stuff? Dude, that is, listen to me. You city broads need to calm down. Okay, Mr. St. Louis. No, listen to me. Where do I live now? I live on a numbered street. Yeah, okay, this is a numbered road too, so calm down, all right? Okay, yeah, so you're right. It's right there towards the end, and it's uh, right there in between the part where she calls me Big City Boy. So you've got to listen real close. We'll play the short clip now. Okay, she'll say, okay, big city boy or something like that. Oh, that, okay, hold on. Let me go back and play. Five goes with the sun. Dude, that is, listen to me. You city broads need to calm down. Okay, Mr. St. Louis. No, listen to me. Where do I live now? Live on. Need to calm down. Okay, Mr. St. Louis. No, listen to me. Where do I live now? Live on. Okay, so listen to right after where I say, where do I live now? Yeah. Okay? And see if you can hear that. Down. Okay, Mr. St. Louis. No, listen to me. Where do I live now? St. Louis. No, listen to me. Where do I live now? Live on a no- What do you think it says there, Larry? I feel Sarah. Yeah. Yep. And it's a weird kind of a goblin. That's the way I explain it to everybody. It was like a goblin voice. That I was like, what was that? It's kind of a horse type, you know what I mean? Like the not grovelly, it's like a, but I feel Sarah. Yeah. No, listen to me. Where do I live now? Sarah. Live on a numbered street. Yeah. Think okay. That. This is a numbered road too. That's crazy. And, yeah. and I remember hearing that, and it's giving me goosebumps again because because <laughs> when I when I heard that, I didn't know what it said at first. It I, I just I knew it said something. I was like, what? Because I could hear the Sarah. I could hear Sarah. Yeah. And I called her in there, and she was wigging out. But at first, she said, oh, you added to this, and you changed things around. And you showed her. You were using Adobe. I oh, think, yeah, 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 yeah. And you showed her how nothing had been changed. Right. Because, yeah, when you go and you edit something, you can see the clips that have been messed with. You right. can go back, and, and you can do your work backwards, basically, and show where stuff has been highlighted and everything. Yeah, so I, I showed her the original clip. And I think that's when it became real to her. Yeah, because I, I had to raise that volume up so high because you know when you're listening in headphones you can hear stuff way way better but i remember when i when i raised the volume up on it she just like was blown away and she was like oh my god yep creepy i feel sarah and again i remember asking you because i was like why would it make that kind of a of a tone why would it have that kind of sound you know and then you just said well maybe because that microwave tower out there if there was some sort of voice that came through or something that could have affected well, that or and plus you know you got to figure that you know we don't even know where these voices come we're not sure they're spirits right, you know right, where do they right. come from it could be interdimensional whatever you want to right. call it but but anyhow 
I mean, everybody's voice is different if you think about it. So, I mean, this is just the type of voice this thing had. All right, one or, more time. Here's I Feel Sarah. I just need to calm down. Okay, Mr. St. Louis. No, listen to me. Where do I live now? Sarah. We live on a numbered street. Yeah, Can't okay, this is a numbered road, too, so calm down. And I think it was at that point that Sarah, it, for at least for a few years, got hooked on. Oh yeah, she did. Yeah, because she went with you by herself a couple times. Yeah. Yep. So um, the investigation continues. Again, this is uh, episode two. I'm sorry, episode one, season two. I got. I got to make sure I write that down. Season two, episode one. Will Hill. It's the thrill at the hill investigation with 99.7 The Mix. Uh, Bonzi with Larry Wilson. Urban Paranormal Investigation. Sarah. Uh, Hunter was with us, um, and um, uh, Tuna, who, uh, you know, one of the best interns we ever had. So, um, we continue the investigation. Again, we don't hear very much. I remember walking around the cemetery a few times, looking at things, taking pictures of stuff. Didn't really see anything. Um, We stayed in that area for just a little bit, and... um, I think, do you have this out of order? Because I think the emotional uh, gravestone thing happened way before the, 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 it the happened. It happened in between, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah you're right. So, um, yeah, let, let's talk about that next. and Because and, and, it happened pretty quick, like even right after. We had been there roughly. The wooden bench. 45 minutes probably yeah. when, when we did the my experiment. And, um, yeah, uh, so you're right. Uh, those are out of order here on our little cheat sheet. But, um but what I had told Bonzi about was there's a there's a grave that I found just by mistake, I mean by accident, that uh, women cry at. Uh, they get totally emotional. And I also found that, like I explained a little bit earlier, that it has to be spontaneous, you know, because women I've told about it and took them out there to try the experiment to see if, if they would get emotional at this particular grave, nothing happened. But the ones that I've taken, and now at this point, you're talking over a dozen women I've taken out there um, have become emotional at this particular grave. And this is kind of what we were going to do. So, I mean, it's very dark out there. If you don't have your flashlight on, you're not going to see gravestones or anything out there. I mean, and I think when we arrived that night, too, one of the things that that, uh, I think that surprised everybody was when we were in that parking lot – I showed him. I shine my. I put my hand straight out in front of me, and I shine my flashlight on it, and you could barely see my hand. Yeah, because it's like a thick darkness out there. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, so we bring the two girls. You know, I said we're going to try an experiment. And no, 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 no. You did not say anything. Oh, yes, I did. You did not say experiment. No, you didn't. Yeah. Well, maybe no, I told, no, 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 no. I thought I will remember this clear as day too. You said, hey, we're going to walk over in this area, okay. and I want to just sit. I just want to do some quiet time here in this area. For You You did not say the word experiment no, th- at all. you're right. I think I did to you. I think I said, okay, let's try the experiment. And th- but we didn't mention it to the girls. No, we yeah, did not you're mention right. You're right anything on that. at all to them girls at all, except for you said, hey, I want to go over into this area, and I want to stand here for a minute and just do some quiet time. Right. That and, was it. And, and basically, uh, I had Sarah come first with me. Uh-huh. And she's basically within a foot of this particular grave. And um, what shocked me was she didn't react. No. You know, at all. Uh, which is the basically the only one who hasn't known about it that hasn't reacted. And uh, I couldn't figure out why that night. But you and I then later had discussions about it. And uh, you had mentioned how, uh, well— you said uh, Sarah was so worried about wild animals and possibly somebody showing up undesirable, you right. know, that you said she was so scared. I don't think she would have noticed any a ghost 
walk in front and of And I also you. said this. I said, you know, no offense to Sarah. I love her to death, and she'll she'll admit this. She's not a very maternal yeah. type of person. Right. You know, she doesn't have that maternal, I don't think, instinct. Um, You know, she's not a mom. She doesn't want to be a mom. So I think that had a lot to do with it, too. Well, you know, several um, several years after this, I did take a lady out there, and the same thing happened. She became emotional. And when we started to discuss it out there, she said, well, you know, it it wasn't like just a sadness. She said it was a mother's yeah. sadness, like the losing a child. Right. So then Sarah came back to where I was standing, yeah. which was, again, like 10, 15 feet away. And then uh, you grabbed uh, Taylor. Right. And, and, and basically all I asked the girls was when they were standing there. Just come there, walk with me. Yeah. Well, that and I also, but I did ask them, I said, now tell me how you feel. Yep, 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 yep. And Sarah, again, I don't feel anything. Right. And I tried to steer them away from the emotion of sadness. And right. I said, you don't feel anything at all? You know, just, you know, no, I don't feel anything. Right. Then we bring Taylor over there, or Tuna. And, uh, but anyhow, she she's there just momentarily. And all of a sudden, she said something to the effect of, I don't know what it is, but I'm starting to get emotional. Yeah. And um, her eyes were were. Oh, yeah. And I wish I had that audio. I remember us having audio of that because she was kind of laughing at herself while she was crying. Yeah. You know, she was like, I don't know why I'm so emotional. I don't know why I'm so sad right now. Yeah. And, And they didn't know what to expect, what I was even looking for. Right. And I remember as soon as she got emotional, you said, you told the girls yeah. about this. I said, you, knew, I said, you told them. You, you set this up. And I think I do have a, a clip of this somewhere. I wish I could have found it. But um, of Sarah saying, no, he didn't tell us anything. Yeah. You know? yeah. and, and then that's when you got, wow, this is kind of weird. This man. is crazy. Yeah. This is really crazy. So, um, again, Taylor is a mom today. You know, she, yeah. she's got that, that motherly instinct. So maybe well, that is part of that connection to well, that gravestone. And Taylor was very, very frightened, too, while we were out there until that happened. And she told me later on that, you know, she says, I don't know why, but once I stood by that grave, my fear, not that I wasn't nervous, but my fear was gone. Right. So explain the grave a little bit and why uh, you think it happens. Well, it's the it's a grave of a young man um, who passed away. I think he was like... 12, 13 years old. Um, he had passed away in the 90s. And um, there's a, you know, there, he's got a, a unique stone. Um, but uh, again, why the reaction? reaction I mean, who knows? Right. Uh, um, is it caused by... And I know you don't want to give any personal information out about the family because you don't want people going out there and messing with the well, headstone or anything. See, I, but I mean, we, we I, I could have swore you called it Bubba well, or Buster or nope. maybe... That's a nickname. Okay. It's, it's on the actual gravestone. But, oh, okay. But, you know, I wrote the book last year, Strange Williamsburg Hill. Okay. And, I mean, it got a tremendous, I mean, it's my bestseller of all time. Okay. But anyhow, um, before the book came out, um, the, there's a local editor of the painted newspaper, and, and every year around Halloween, he'll ask me, you know, do you have any stories, you know, that I could put in the newspaper? Right, right, the, right. The Halloween type. Well, he wanted something that's around the painted Shelbyville area for right. their, 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 their uh, reading area. So I sent him an excerpt from the book, and uh, anyhow, when he did that, the thing went viral. It had something like, now it's got close to 400 shares. Nice. So lots of people read that, and, and lots of people read the book. So anyhow, in the meantime, I've been contacted by the cousin of, of, the, of the young man. Okay. And she told me that the, the young man's mother had written the book, and many of the things that I said in the book that had happened— um, sounds like things that he would say. Yeah. And she used a particular name. Um, it's like a shortened version of the name. She called, in, in the conversation, she called him Fatty. Uh-huh. And I remember when we first recorded this, 
we thought it was saying my name. Right. But after listening to it, it's not saying my name. It's saying this uh, this young boy's name. And we picked this EVP up the night that we were out there. You guys did. And, I, and I remember you thinking that it said it's Larry no, or something. Or... No, that's not how that happened. Remember, we're doing the show live, and we couldn't understand what it said. It has this kind of almost Darth Vader-type sound to it. Right, right, right. And you'd even checked with the tech people here because they had knew about these Yeah, and we messed with the clip. And... And, and at first, our thought was, well, maybe the microwave tower caused some kind of interference and changed the the way the voice sounded. But when you talk to the tech guy, he's saying no, because if that microwave tower is causing this particular voice to to distort, yeah. it should cause your, mess your, up all your, of our it voices. Should, everybody's yeah. voices should yeah. be distorted, but they right. weren't. But but anyhow, so you found this voice, and we were doing the live um, Halloween show. Yeah. When in between a commercial break, you I said, well, I can't understand it. Yep. Uh, but you had you had kind of fooled around with it, yep. and you knew what it said or thought it said right. at that time. So anyhow, I said, "Well, it sounds like you need to uh, raise the volume and lower the tone a little bit." And you did, and then I could I could hear what you were hearing. Right. But uh, but it turned out that's not what was being said. Let's play the clip. So again, we all thought it said it's Larry's girl. Yeah, you know. And if you if you if you play it, you can hear. You can hear the th, th, th yeah. instead of the L sound. You hear the th sound. The day that um, I read the message from the the cousin, and when she called him Thaddy, I just you know I went back to listen to all my clips from Will Hill. You know I've, I've only got five, uh, but I listened to this particular clip, and as soon as I listened to it. It hit me. It's not saying Larry at all. It's saying Thaddy. Yeah. It's Thaddy's girl. That's crazy. And is it talking about who's it? Who's the girl? Is it Sarah? Is it Tuna? Right. You know, is or, it, or it's all of them. Or, yeah. Or you know, both. You, you know, know, he just whenever women get around that gravestone, he's just you know he's a, he's he's attached to motherly. It's it's almost like it's another one. Yeah. You know, I've like, got, uh, there's like, another yeah, one. There's another mom coming. So now we'll go back to the spirit box. Because that's when we uh, posted up by a certain tree. I remember there was a tree out there or something. And- well, in the middle of the graveyard, there's a huge oak tree. Yeah. And uh, it's there's kind of a little clearing around it. So it's it's an area where you know, we... Yeah, and at first we sat down in our chairs. Mm-hmm. And you started doing a spirit box session. And I'd never used the spirit box in the cemetery. Um, for those who don't know, you know what a spirit box is, let's give me kind of just a brief uh, rundown of what it is. Um, the SB7, it's a basically a uh, mini uh, AM frequency sweeper, or basically it's a radio that's been altered to, to uh, continuously scan the AM or FM uh, radio frequencies. You have to select one, either AM or FM. And I normally select FM because there's fewer stations on FM, or there was in the beginning. Uh, but it sweeps in milliseconds, and you can set it to sweep up to 100 milliseconds per second, which is the fastest, and that's what I always set it at. So it just zips through the frequencies. And I explained to you at that time what it is and how it worked. And when I first started using it, I thought it was a bunch of bunk because a lot of times you get nothing but a headache out of it because it's just white noise and there'll be blips that'll come through. But sometimes, you know, you'll get actual answers to questions or you'll get uh, words or names that come through. I mean, like I was in a place in Kentucky and the name of the person who lived in the building was uh, Stella. 
And Stella came through the box. And Stella's not a common name anymore. Right. So, so you get things like that. So you and I have a really big different opinion on this. And and I'm going to tell you right now, I I I don't put a hundred percent confidence in the spirit box just from what you said right there. Because a lot of the times it's just it doesn't do anything. I would say if you use the thing a hundred times, you might get ten. Actual, yeah, it's about it's about a ten percent. Yeah, hit I ratio. would say you would get, but 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 a ten percent, you're going to hear a word or something that makes well, sense. No, I'm but saying, then again, the questions are okay. Well, was that something? Because being a radio guy again, you know, I know what it's doing, and I know yes, you shouldn't hear certain words come through there because it's going at a million thousand whatever percent, hundred milliseconds percent. Right. So I mean, I get that, but you know, again, with my skepticism, it shouldn't happen. Where I where this, this is the only piece of evidence ever on a spirit box session that you and I have done. I 100% believe something came through that spirit box. But see, but I have a, because there's no reason for that to happen. Right, exactly. But this is absolutely you, this, none. Is, this is your aha moment. But I've had multiple aha moments through this box over the years, including remember we did. The, I know the Obama. But, no, well, no, no. I'm not talking about that. But like at the at the building in uh, Virginia, Illinois, that you, you and I have done twice. Uh, we told the story in some of the previous podcasts about the the dog Hayden. Yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah. and the word the name Hayden came through yeah. the spirit box plain as day. So but again, I wasn't there for that one, Larry. So you can't explain those. Things. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it doesn't make sense. But I, I believe you, and you know, I support this. Okay, because I because because I want again. If if this moment never happened to me, I probably would say, Larry, we're not doing the spirit box because I'm just I don't I don't I don't believe in it. This makes me believe one hundred percent. There something some, something can happen. Yeah, and it's pretty much every place we go now. You say, "Did you bring the spirit box? Did you want to try it?" Right. You know, it's again. crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how, like, it's it's crazy. And I don't know. Do you? you so you don't have the, uh, you don't have the clip of the the color that was said. You just have the. the I have it on another computer. Oh man, I, I have it on a computer that I don't use anymore. Because that's the one that really kind of put the exclamation point on what was said well, and who it was talking to. But when the voice that they're going to hear in the EVP came through to me, and it came through, <laughs> but it came through multiple times. Yeah, three that times, night. right? Three times. No, no, More it than came. That? It came through about eight times wow. that night. It's, well, I think three times we could hear it clearly, like three times. Oh, there was yeah, three yeah, no doubters. Yeah. Okay, so explain what we were doing. Well, I'd never tried the spirit box in a cemetery before, so I said, "Hey, you know, I explained to the girls and you what this box is, and you already knew about it." But anyhow, so we turn it on, and I mean, it wasn't on. It was on less than a minute when this came through. And you'll hear in the background when it when it uh, when the voice comes through, you'll hear Taylor say, "Did that just say my name?" Right. And again, Taylor is tuna. Right. You want to play the clip now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we. I, I almost remember. Here's what I almost remember. There's no way that that just said that, and I kind of got spooked out because I was like, "Holy bleep, this stuff is real!" Like, yeah. like that. I could not believe that that just happened. Taylor, aka Tuna, couldn't believe that happened. No, and if you remember, we 
in that same session, and we did like three or four sessions that yeah. night, but that same session, we got tuned a couple more times. So at one point, the next session we did, which, you know, again, those recordings are on another computer that I don't use now, but I'll, I'll get those recordings off so we can play them for the listeners sometime. But at one point I said, you know, Tuna, it seems to be focusing on you. Do you mind holding the recorder just to see if that makes any difference? And or not the recorder, I'm sorry, the, uh, the the spirit box. And so it's running, and I handed it to Taylor or Tuna. And as soon as I put it in her hand, it says Tuna. Yeah. And again, it freaked her out again. Right. But what was it that made her think that it was her grandfather? Well, I said, well, why don't you ask? questions, Taylor, but ask questions that only somebody... Well, first we ask, remember, did anybody recently pass that you were close to? And she said, well, my grandfather, we called him Dandy, did. Yeah, yeah, And she said he was very close to me. I said, well, ask some questions that only he would know. And I remember she said, Grandpa Dandy, this is Taylor. Can you tell me what color my hair was when I was a little girl? Right. And I'm talking seconds after she asked that question. yeah. Uh, loud and clear, red comes through. Yeah, and I was like, Val, it's not and, you. And, and she goes, oh, my God. Yeah, she and I goes, said, what? And I, got, and I remember saying, that's not you. You got black hair. Yeah, and she says, oh, my God, until I was about seven years old, I had red hair. Yeah, she said, I was born with red hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. No way. Yeah. It's creepy. I'm getting goosebumps again, man. That was that was a crazy, again, aha, this stuff is real moment. Right. Um, right. And, and again, you can tell. We're going to go back and listen to that in cl- entire clip. You can hear the white noise coming from the spirit box. You can hear right before that tuna comes out of it what we usually hear, which is just nothing, like kind of a burp. Of course, it's too distorted to, to be certain, but it almost sounds like it had said tuna uh, before, before. And we didn't catch it, right? Yeah, yeah. If you listen just about three seconds before that, there's a voice yeah, that comes through. Yeah, there is. There is. It's crazy, man. Oh, my geez. But I think that made, um, as far as the, the box, I think you've got to give it some credit. You, you know, do. For that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I absolutely give it credit. I don't give it a lot of credit, but I do well, give it credit because the, I think that— The, the um, biggest problem with the box is if when you use it during a like an investigation, you got multiple recorders set up. Yeah. It drowns out a lot of stuff that you yeah, might record. It does. It does. So that was pretty much the only thing that we heard the entire time yeah. while we were out there. We didn't hear any other scary noises, trees falling, uh, wolves howling, uh, Bigfoots uh, knocking. We didn't hear any of that stuff until, again, you heard the EVPs that uh, I Feel Sarah and the uh, That's Thaddy's Girl. We didn't get that till after we left right. and like reviewed the audio. And you know as well as I do now after being on a lot of these investigations that uh, uh, I'd say 80% of the time— Nothing happens. Yeah. But, but when you start reviewing this stuff, it's like, man, there was all this stuff going right right under our, our noses. You know, right. we, we couldn't tell what was going right. on. So then uh, this last clip we're going to play, I remember when you played it for me, I was like, wow, that was one of the coolest things. Because when we were out there, I remember uh, talking to you about a story, uh, you know, the movie Poltergeist, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, right. and the movie is based on, you know, the reason that that, that that poltergeist from the movie Poltergeist, all that happens is because they're buried on an uh, Indian burial ground, right. you know. And I said this reminds me a lot of that because you know the way the mound was set up, you never know how many layers of, um, I guess people who passed away, right, are underneath there. You well, just don't know. 
I but mean, if you, if you said there was five, how many how many feet of, of, of dirt? The five feet of topsoil. Right. And then the rest is a mound of limestone. Right. And I remember when I first started going out there, I started talking to some of the locals and just uh, right over the hill, um, the south, over the south side of the hill, uh, I was talking to a family that lived out there for years, I mean, all their lives. And uh, anyhow, um, I never could understand why in the best area of the graveyard, there were no graves. It's just this big clearing. When you walk in, basically, it's kind of if you veer to your left at the top of the hill, there's a huge clearing. Yep. And this gentleman, I said, well, I, why don't they bury people there? And he goes, oh, there are graves there. But he said they're Native American graves. He said, if you start digging down, you're going to run into stone because they, they buried them and covered the graves with stone. Right. And so my my thinking, my thinking on it is that uh, you know at the time, they wouldn't have buried Native Americans in uh, a cemetery. I think the graves were there before they put the cemetery there. Right. You know? And so that was kind of a cool story, and I and I totally bought into that 100%. And then this is the clip that you uh, well, found, right? Yeah, I remember that night. I, I hadn't put a recorder over there, so I said, I'm, you guys stay here in the southeast corner and see if anything happens. I'm going to walk over to where the Native Americans are buried and put a, cor- a, a recorder next to the graves. And that's what this was recorded on that recorder. Whoops. I should turn it up. So I remember when you played that clip, the first thing to me was like, I, I, we did not hear any birds out there at all no. while we were there at night. And that's what kind of, you know, that 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 made me start questioning a whole bunch of things. But then when you hear that, yee-haw, hee-hee, that's a total it's chant a, or yell or holler or it, something uh, Native American. If that's not a Native American chant, uh, I don't know what is. You so, know? <laughs> I mean, that is crazy. <laughs> Like, yeah. And like I mentioned to you earlier, um, there's a gentleman I listen to, Dave Politis. Anyhow, he's he's a, a podcaster, but he investigates missing people, and he's a Bigfoot researcher. But anyhow, he has Native American contacts. And I'm going to send him an email and uh, send that clip and see if he could contact some of his Native American contacts. Absolutely. See, see if that means anything. So that investigation ends, and uh, we head back, and, and we're all pumped up, you know, about the stuff that happened with the spirit box. And I remember just the whole way back, we we're just talking about it. We we're talking about that the whole way back. And, and Taylor just kept saying over and over again, man, I can't wait to tell my mom. I can't wait to tell my family and ask them questions. And I know she contacted you, like, well, pretty much the day after. The very next day, I get a message from her, and she says, you know, um, I couldn't decide whether to tell my mom or not how she would accept me going out to a graveyard and doing a, you know, a ghost <laughs> investigation. But she said, I decided to, and I'm kind of paraphrasing the conversation, but anyhow, she said, uh, I decided to tell mom what we did, and I told her about what happened with the spirit box and, you know, the red the red hair and things. And I said, uh, Mom, uh, do you think Grandpa Dandy would be the type of person that would try to contact me? And her mother said, well, you don't know this, Taylor, but recently I went to – because she had just recently lost her – her uh, Taylor's mom, her grandfather, but Taylor's mom's dad uh, had passed away recently. So she went to see someone like a clairvoyant and was asking questions about it. And she said, I, I definitely think your grandpa Dandy uh, would be the type of person that would try to make contact with you. And she also says – and this gave me chills when she said this – but she said, uh, w- when mom was telling me this, she also said, Taylor, do you realize that last night when you folks were out at the cemetery 
it was Grandpa Dandy's birthday. <laughs> you know, so it was just it was just all kind of. It's an, uh, another aha moment. Yeah, you know? definitely an aha moment for sure. So after that, of course, Bonzi gets hooked. Bonzi wants to know when are we going on our next investigation. <laughs> I just, I was, I was hooked. Yeah. After that, so was Sarah. You know, I think Taylor was too, and um, we were excited about the future of our our relationship and and what we could do together. And uh, I think it's been good. Um, again, uh, this is episode one of season two. Uh, we've got a lot of great episodes coming up. Uh, our investigations include. The Granite City YMCA, big things happen there. Ferrar School in Iowa, probably some of the biggest things you'll ever hear happen to us there. I can't wait to play those. When I tell people about that, they don't believe me. And then when I play it, they're like, they have no response. Yeah. No, there's just no response for the, the, the EVPs that we got there at that elementary school. Right. Sally House, big time story there. Uh, Velisca, again, I didn't really get much out of that except for you know what happened to one of our our female people. Uh, Randolph County Mental Hospital. I I always forget about that one, but then there's so many good stories from that yeah. one. You know, Edinburgh Manor, great one. Rossville Opera, great one. Whispers Estate. I mean, again, crazy stuff happened there with you yeah. and I there. Uh, I think we have video from Whispers Estate, maybe. Uh, Malvern Manor. To me, that was one of the of the better. Yeah, probably number one aha moments that we not only have audio of, but we've got. That's our first big video capture, don't you think? Yeah, of something happening. Right. Uh, then Doctor Uggs back to back locations. You know, because of COVID and stuff. You know, we just wanted to make sure we still got some investigations. In, right. But both those places, video. And picture audio. I mean, we got a lot of stuff. So right, right. Um, very excited to, uh, to to share this this season with you guys, which is uh, the 99.7 The Mix, 99.7 slash Kiss FM. See, like I said, this this is more reassuring to me than anything is by having actual witnesses. Absolutely. Know? I mean, I do most of my investigations are alone except when I do with you. Um, but I do it because I want to see more of it. But when I have somebody with me, um, that sees it also. I mean, it's just like Absolutely. confirmation that I'm not, you know, weird or Absolutely. crazy, you know. So, I mean, again, guys, we've got a lot going on. Uh, we don't know where we're going this year. So if you guys ever have any suggestions or anything of places you would like for us to go and check out, we would love to hear about them. Larry will do the background checks on them, and uh, you never know where we're going to end up. I know we've got a couple of places in mind for this year. Yeah. Um, so stay tuned for that. But episode one, season two, Paranormal Pursuit in the books. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in again next week as Bonzi and I once again unravel more mysteries of the paranormal. Until next week, happy hauntings. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.